Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. We're going to skip the music today because, uh, yeah, we had some technical issues today. <laughs> we're lucky we're here, so we're not going to push our luck. <laughs> Welcome to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. This is your host, Felicia DeRosier, my co-host, Mariah Brill, cross Dreser. And who are you guys? I'm your kid. I'm, the, I'm, I'm like the firstborn, so the most privileged. The most, the most privileged. You know. Uh, no, no, no. Really, I'm the guinea pig. I was about to say, really, you're the guinea pig. We, yeah. we figured out how to raise kids with you. Sorry. No, uh, you're welcome, younger, younger <laughs> child, <laughs> younger offspring. <laughs> and that, this is the baby of the family, right, Cross? The cooler one. The cooler one, he says. And uh, you guys, we have a special guest today. Who's here? This is. Hi, I'm Hi, Hi, She's my girl. Way back, way before, long time ago. <laughs> right, before, before Cross existed, right? Our our friendship yeah, predates Cross. Even before, <laughs> I think even before your daughter was born. <laughs> I knew you before you married before, Joe. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. So definitely DC. Maybe maybe BM. Uh, so definitely, definitely. No, I think so because I know, I I know at one point in time Caitlin inherited one of Alyssa's dolls. At one point in time, yeah. it was her most precious one. So I do. Rem- so it's probably BC. Is it BK? Absolutely. Okay. But it All might right. not be BM. I'm thinking it's BM, too. Okay, no. so let me, uh, we're going to, we always cut to commercial break because the truth of the matter is I get talking okay. so much. If we don't do it, it won't happen. So we're going to cut to commercial break. We've got about three minutes of commercials, and then we're going to come back and talk about Romans chapter five. All right? I, I'm, I'm trying to do this on my computer still. I'm, like, pressing the keyboard. It's not on the keyboard, y'all. All right, here we go. Let's uh, get this started. We all know that times are tough, and things are really expensive right now. So why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high-quality products at low, low prices, sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through Marty.com. Marty.com offers high-quality products at discount prices. Why? Well, sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find Marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off, and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light, and to save some money in your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out Marty.com. Hey, everyone. Come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com. 
Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. Airfaces Legal Radio, Saturdays, noon to 1.30 Eastern Time, Pacific Time, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Learn about your bareface rights and help keep us without face diapers. Food waste is one of the most easily solvable problems, literally the low-hanging fruit of environmentalism. Pardon the pun, it's my job. About 20% of all produce never makes it off the farm. It's because they just look a little funny, a little weird, but when you cut into it, it's perfectly good food. It's just a total shame. It's totally good stuff. We buy ugly produce directly from farms that often would go to waste because supermarkets won't buy it because of how it looks, and we deliver it to people's doors. that ugly at all. Like that's the most common first box like complaint we get. We change that. We educate people. We show them how amazing these fruits and vegetables are. To have food delivered to your house. Box of produce every week. And it's more affordable. At a very reasonable price. Cheaper than the grocery store. I spend a lot less time in grocery stores. It's an adventure every time that you open your box. High quality produce. There's nothing wrong with the produce. And they taste exactly the same. It's not better. Save those fruits and vegetables that get wasted every year. And it's delivered to your door like. But what you do? Why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do? Please go to our website, freedomizerradio.live, and sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Use our promo code and get money off your first order. Go ahead and get some organic and all-natural meats, dairy, snacks, breads, and non-GMO produce. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias. But they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. Most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. And welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. Again, this is your host, Felicia DeRozier, my daughter, Mariah Brill, my son, Cross DeRozier, and a special guest, Michelle. Hi. Michelle, hi. Say hi. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, once a week, my bedroom becomes a radio studio, and we talk about Jesus and the Bible, because that's what I like to do. 
Um, she does like to do that. I do like to do that. Yeah, I was talking online to someone um, explaining about why missions are important. Um, Who? Um, well, it's you had this of, conversation without me? I did have this conversation without you because the, the person was um, obviously not a churchgoer, not a Christian, and um, just didn't understand because sometimes people don't understand why um, Christians like to talk about Jesus and spread the word and why it matters and why it's important. So I got to explain that, and it was kind of fun. Whoa. So today we're going to be talking about the power of love. It was an old 80s song. Wow, you just dated yourself. I did. Well, I, you know, I'm <laughs> old, y'all. <laughs> I'm not trying to pretend like I'm not. <laughs> right, I'm old. 46. Do you know, earlier this year, I kept thinking I was 47, and I'm 46. Wow. Mm-hmm. She missed the entire year of her life. No, no, I, I, I was skipping one, and then... Like, the last time I did this, you know, does anybody else have trouble once they start getting older remembering how old they are? Um, is yeah, it just I me? I went a no, whole I year thinking think I was... Yeah, I, I kept thinking I was a year younger than my than I actually was for, like, a whole year. And then this year, mm-hmm. I keep thinking I'm a year older than I am. And my <laughs> husband's like, stop it. He's three years younger than me, and he's like, no, you're going to make me older, too. <laughs> So, um, what really sucks about my generation is once we get to one age, we're, like, happy for a day, and then the next day we wake up, we're like, gosh, I wish I was 12. So, this is just the rule of being a a child. And then you hit this age where you're like, no. Like, get younger, get younger, get younger. (laughs) You you hit this age where you're deciding to celebrate anniversaries of birthdays instead of birthdays, right? (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to end, but can I have a break on this one? Going too fast. <laughs> right, right. We just kind of want to go back in time a little. So, so yeah, this, this, the title takes me back in time to my childhood when the power of love um, by, uh, it was Huey Lewis, wasn't it? Uh, was was a big song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was. Huey? Yeah, 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 Huey Lewis in the news. So, I just watched yes. recently. <laughs> That's it. I'm so glad you're here because my kids would have been looking at me like I was crazy. I need some some uh, external support here. So uh, let's go ahead and read our scripture. Huh? I said we're the exact same age. So I know exactly what I'm talking about. Right. I'm not crazy, y'all. No, not crazy. All right, so let's go ahead and read our scripture for today. Uh, We're going to be reading out of Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 11 we're going to focus on today. For while Mm -hmm. we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love in us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since, therefore, we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were still enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through whom we have now received reconciliation. Lots of reconciliation talk there, right? Let's go ahead and pray. Who mm-hmm. wants to pray for us today? Let's pray before we get going, going. What? I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. 
they're looking at each other like, I don't know about all this. Okay. <laughs> no, I did it once. Now you're sure. Heavenly Father, we're not arguing about prayer. <laughs> we're so thankful today to be here with you, to be presenting your word, to have your word, to share. Uh, we're, we're thankful for everyone who's listening, and we're thankful for your Holy Spirit that's going to help us to be able to speak and bring forth your word and bring forth the message that you want to share today. Lord, uh, let it be less of us and more of you. God, let your Holy Spirit be here and to share and change lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, Amen. special prayer for our, for our technical issues today. Keep us up and running, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, today we're talking about how God's love is evidenced through Jesus' sacrifice and the new covenant. Um, and that that one thing is a catalyst of change in our life for all other things. So I guess basically uh, what I'm saying is is that just like in time, there, there was a, a time that was before Christ, and then uh, I, I never can say that Latin word, anno I don't know, whatever A.D., it's, it's for the year of our Lord, but it's in Latin. Uh, anno Domino, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Someone, so, someone knows how to say it, but it's not me, okay? But it means in the year of our Lord, right? <laughs> I know a bunch of Stephen's here. Thanks, Bible Project. So, so um, Jesus' death and resurrection is like the thing that separates our calendar from before he came to after, after he came um, in a worldwide sense. But for our personal lives, I feel like, the day that Jesus comes to us as our Savior, the day that we're saved, um, is the same sort of thing. There's a Felicia B.C. and a Felicia A.D. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's, there's a my life before his love comes and, and frees me, and there's a life after. Uh, and those two things look very different in my case. Cross is giving me a little bit of mm-hmm. a weird look right now because he was, he was born again when he was very young, right? So... Um, you, you may not remember much about Cross BC, all right? <laughs> That's okay. Cross AD is awesome, all right? Um, but for those of us who went through those dark days, <laughs> we remember well. Um, so, so today we get to talk about how God's love changes me. Um, we've established that we were in rebellion to God for the last, like, I don't know, what, four shows we've been talking about. <laughs> like, it seems like it's been forever. Uh, we've been talking about how we stand in rebellion against the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. And so it's not that God is a big bad God punishing us, but um, he, he just can't bring a rebel into the kingdom. He, he can't, as we're in active rebellion against him and his will and his ways, he, he can't bring us into the fold. Um, just, just like if, you know, I mean, if we were in rebellion against the, United States of America, you know, obviously, um, actually, uh, the, the wages for, uh, treason in America is death. So, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we know we wouldn't get very far here. It, it, it's strange that it doesn't really relate to us, um, as believers that, that we, if we're standing in a rebellion with God, that we still expect him to just welcome us with open arms into heaven. But for whatever reason, we do. So we spent quite a bit of time bemoaning the entire uh, fact of us being rebels against the kingdom of heaven. Our rebellion mm-hmm. wasn't just a wrong attitude. 
um, but it corrupts us wholly. So think about, and I may have used this illustration before because I always think it's a good illustration. So cross, let's say I gave you a, a glass of water, okay? Right. And then I took out a dropper, like an eyedropper, and I dropped one little drop of clear liquid in that water, and I gave it to you. First question out of your mouth should be, what did you just put in my water, right? And then I said, oh, it's okay. It's a little bit of arsenic, which is a deadly poison. But it was just one drop. Do you want to drink that water? No. Why? Because you put poison in there. <laughs> I did. I put poison in it. But it's just one drop of the water is poison because it's just water. It's already contaminated the whole thing. Right. So the one drop has spread throughout the glass of water. So not only one drop is arsenic, everything. Everything has been corrupted by, by the arsenic. arsenic. And, and in the same way, we have been corrupted by sin so holy that we cannot be holy on our own. Bum, bum. Okay. Anyway. Did you actually use that example one of the other weeks? I might, I might have. I like that one. Okay. So what Paul is here talking about is um, he calls us uh, weak. We're, we're weak or we're sick or we're in an in infirmary because of our sin, okay? We're in a weakened state. Um, so on top of the fact that we're sinful we're rebels, we're, we're sickly and can't help ourselves. Um, and this is what, when Jesus decided, was just the right time to fix it, okay? And I think this is great. Like, we were so weak that we couldn't help ourselves. So Jesus says, I'm going to fix it now. When I can't possibly say, oh, you know, Jesus just wanted me for my speaking ability so that I could come and help further his kingdom. Like, there was nothing particularly good about me in my weakened state <laughs> where he was like, oh, that's the one I need. You know what I'm saying? I had to build up speaking ability. Uh, well, yeah, but what I'm saying is is that it wasn't, it wasn't my gift, my talent, that, that God was like, I need you. It was just. I love you, and this is the right time for me to help you. Uh, anybody have any insight on that before I move on? Because I just keep going if, if you don't interrupt me. Anybody? Anybody know? Okay. And so he knew what you he knew what you would be eventually. Right. <laughs> That's true. And he does. He does. He knows. He he understands everybody's potential, right? Um, but, mm -hmm. but I think that it's interesting to note that, like, I think that when I was a young Christian, I was trying to equivocate all the time. Oh, well, you know, I, maybe God wanted me because of this. Maybe God wanted me because of this. No, God just wanted me because he wanted me. He, he loved me because I was this kid. Um, and there doesn't have mm -hmm. to be a reason or an You know what I mean? Um, yeah. cross, you don't have yeah. to do anything super say. I'm going to love you because you're my kid. Except for maybe completing yeah. my schoolwork on time. No, no, because I won't stop loving you if you don't complete your schoolwork on time. You should still do it. <laughs> uh, I feel like a plan. <laughs> you should still do it, but that has no bearing on my love for you, ultimately. And that's the way that God's love works, right? Would it create a problem in you liking me? So <laughs> I tell my kids all the time that, you know, I have to love you. I don't have to like you. You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> let's, right. Let's keep me liking you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, it's easier that way. And, and, and I think that we experience that with God, too. Like, 
there, there are times when we have a, a break in our relationship with God because of some of our actions, not because he did anything wrong, but maybe we did something wrong and we're not willing to confess and come to the Lord and we're not in submission to him. We can have that breach of relationship just the same way that we can have a breach of relationship with mom and dad, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. And he waited till we were really mm-hmm. at our most broken and weak point before he decided to do something about that. Because um, he didn't want us thinking that, that it was some, somewhere in our power. It was all about what he did. Um, here we are, mm. undeniably weak, broken. There's no way we can save ourselves. There's no room for ego. There's no room for pride. God reveals his love in us that he loved us unlovely. And I was quite unlovely before he loved me. So I'm <laughs> very thankful he did that. Um, there's probably some people out there who still think I'm unlovely, but whatever. <laughs> um, who would you die for? Guys, who would you die for? May I die for you? I'd die it's for like you. It's like the inside out, um, I'll die for you, Riley. I'll die for you, Riley. The oh, yeah, the, the boyfriend clones. Yeah. Oh, the boyfriend clones. That's funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, who in your life would you die for? Would, would you die for a stranger? Would you die for a good person? I don't really know Maybe. them. <laughs> okay, right, right, right. Like, and this is when you start to think, like, I mean, you know, if it was, mm-hmm. you know, the president that was going to get shot and I could save him, would I do that? Don't answer out loud. Stop it. <laughs> uh, you know, it's... It, I was about to be like, mm, you know... When Martin Luther King was uh, or Martin Luther King Jr. was alive, if it was within my power to save him, would I have sacrificed mm-hmm. myself? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so this mm-hmm. starts to go into discussion, okay? And this discussion mm-hmm. is, who would you die for? Most people wouldn't die mm-hmm. for a godly man, okay? When they say a godly man, like think of, of someone... You know, for them, it probably would have been a Pharisee or Sadducee, someone in right standing with God, um, someone who would mm-hmm. be uh, not very sinful. But then he says, but maybe for a good man, someone might dare to die, like we were talking about, maybe Martin Luther King Jr. or, you know, um, uh, someone who, Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa, you know. Um, maybe we feel like yeah. someone is particularly Or Gandhi. Good, you know, like maybe we feel like someone's particularly good. Maybe we would dare to sacrifice our lives. Were we good when mm-hmm. Jesus sacrificed his life? Mm. No. I mean, I kind of was born, but, you know, I, I, no. <laughs> so there's this weird thing about, like, God kind of exists outside of time, right? So he's seeing the entire timeline of human existence be- before they accept him as Savior. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he sees all the world and all of sinful mankind in their sin because it's a finished work when he completes it. Does that make sense? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, when he comes to sin uh, to, to save us, we're in sin. We're broken. We're in our worst spot. We're definitely not that good person. Um, mm-hmm. He dies for someone sinful, rebellious, broken, and sick. Uh, literally the person who didn't want him, right, wasn't looking mm-hmm. for him. And, and, and was in no state to, to get what he had to give. To, to me, it's almost um, 
more telling that Jesus gives up his position in heaven, um, his place in heaven, and and pours himself into the form of, of a man. Um, but then to allow himself to die and be resurrected is, is crazy to me. Um, he didn't have to come to our rescue. I have nothing to repay this love. I cannot add value. I was not chosen to be loved because I had any special skills or talents that God needed. He just loved me. And a kind of love that is bigger than I can honestly imagine or wrap my head around. Um, mm-hmm. So where are we supposed to find our joy? Um, our joy now comes from the presence of God and our renewed relationship with him. We are now, number one, we're justified. God's justice has been satisfied, and we no longer need to fear condemnation. We're in right standing with God. So we've, we've done the crime, but if we were in a courtroom, they're like, yeah, you're guilty, and you owe this, but someone already paid it for you, so you're done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crazy, right? Um, mm-hmm. We're saved and rescued. So we're not just justified, um, but, but we're saved from that eternal separation from the Lord. God is preserving us from our just end, and he's doing it. The, the word that's used there is a continual saving so that the next time I sin and, and do up in that courtroom, it's already paid for again and again mm-hmm. and again. And mm-hmm. I learned how to do it, you know, which is great because I'm a little hard-headed and I, I learn slowly. Anybody else? <laughs> yeah, all of us. <laughs> yeah, you're like that? You know, yeah. I try not to repeat the same thing, but let's be honest here. <laughs> Usually the third time for me after the third time, I'm like, got it. Thank you. <laughs> think I got it this time. We're going to move on. It's a new lesson. Yep. Uh, and we're reconciled. And this is really great because we're talking about, we were just talking about this cross, okay? We were talking about the difference of how I love you if you don't com- complete your schoolwork, okay? But it causes um, damage in our relationship when you don't, right? Okay? Because I've trusted you to do something, I've asked you to do it, and then you've broken your promise, right? So then there's this breach in our relationship. And the third thing that we get to experience is reconciliation. We get to change our standing or position. We're no longer called God's enemies, but Jesus calls us his friend. And I have proof that Jesus calls us his friend. It's uh, John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Boom. So now we're friends. Mm-hmm. We've actually changed positions. We've changed sides. Okay. Um, if God loved us mm-hmm. so much that he was willing to sacrifice his son while we were still enemies, what will his love do for us now that we are friends? And so mm-hmm. our job is to dwell in grace. Um, and, and I'm going to say I, I talked to my friend, Ali'i. Boom. We like Ali'i. We love Ali'i. She's a rock star. Do you, do you know Ali'i, Michelle? You might. Um, I don't think she so. Went- yeah, she went to Cornerstone, but but she, you guys just might not have uh, crossed paths at that time. So um, she's a rock star, mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, things of the spirit, and we were talking about uh, that there are many benefits that go along with salvation and with spiritual life, including um, 
spiritual gifts and things like this, but that we are really to desire just the presence of God. And I just like, I, I, I ruminated over that for like days and days and days. And I was like, yeah, man, like that's really it. Uh, and the Bible says that as mm-hmm. well, not to be impressed by, mm-hmm. by whatever it is allows us to do, but to be impressed that our names are, are written in the, in the Lamb's book of life. Um, so mm-hmm. dwelling in his grace and love is most important. Um, for God, the reconciliation work of Christ is a current completed fact, not a future event. And we can start to dwell in peace with God and in his salvation and love in our present and imperfect state. Um, anybody mm-hmm. have John 3 memorized and want to roll that out? Go ahead, Carl. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that for whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yeah, and that's already done, right? It's already mm-hmm. done for us. So. Um, then there's this really great, um, I don't have it pulled up. Did you want to pull up Matthew 1344? Um, this is currently one of my very favorite parables and I love it. Um, this illustration is about a treasure in a field, 1344. Um, and it says, oh, you're not going to read it for us? Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just 44. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Okay. So, um, I found this year that there's like two different applications for this particular parable. Okay. So, we usually Mm -hmm. think to ourselves, salvation is so precious. We should give everything that we have so that we can possess that treasure, correct? Mm-hmm. That's typically mm-hmm. the way that's taught. But I want to look at it really closely here. Um, where salvation is concerned, who paid the price? Jesus. Jesus did. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we didn't pay the price for salvation. Jesus did, right? Mm-hmm. Who gave everything we had? Jesus. Jesus. Who's the treasure in the mm-hmm. field? Uh, we are. So we are the treasure. And that's we're the treasure in the field. And he bought the whole mm-hmm. field, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. He he died for everyone. You you said John three sixteen, right? Mm-hmm. For God so loved the mm-hmm. world the whole world that he gave his only son. That whoever believed mm-hmm. in him wouldn't perish and have everlasting life. That doesn't mean everybody gets everlasting life or that everyone will believe in him, but whoever it is, they're they're the treasure. He gave everything to buy the whole field to get the treasure in that mm-hmm. field. And that's just powerful to me. You know what I mean? Um, mm. Like, like God's awesome. He's super great. I, I can't outdo that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I should stop again because I've been talking, talking, talking. Anybody have anything they want to add or say or chit-chat about? Drop that mic. He <laughs> liked that bit. <laughs> Um, so let's do this. I've still got a little bit more to go because, as usual, I'm long-winded. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I'm surprised. But why don't we take a quick break real quick. We'll go to commercial. We'll finish this up, and then I can't wait to hear more about Michelle's story um, because she's got so many great things to share. I'm still trying to use the stupid computer mouse to move the tablet. I have problems, y'all. Everybody pray for me on commercial break. (laughs) All right. 
So here we go. Let's, uh, let's start there. Do you buy from Amazon? If you do, do you use Amazon Smile? Amazon Smile is a program Jeff Bezos set up to donate to 501c3 nonprofits. If you go to smile.amazon.com and designate Barefoot as Legal as your nonprofit, Jeff Bezos donates 0.5% of your purchase price to our charity. We need your support to fund our operations and promote the Barefoot lifestyle. It does not cost you anything. Please consider helping us out. Go to smile.amazon.com and add Barefoot is Legal as your favorite nonprofit and help us fight for freedom. Thank you. We all know that times are tough and things are really expensive right now. So why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high-quality products at low, low prices, sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through Marty.com. Marty.com offers high-quality products at discount prices. Why? Well, sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find Marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off, and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light, and to save some money in your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out Marty.com. Just as ungrounded signals wreak havoc on radio communications, there's growing concern that because we are not grounded, we absorb tremendous amounts of electromagnetic radiation from our modern devices. EMF stands for electromagnetic field. We are all immersed in electromagnetic fields from Wi-Fi, from the wiring in our homes, and it disturbs our electrical balance. We get charged. Inside of our bodies, we get electrically charged. Some people have as much as 20 volts on their bodies, and that's not good for you. The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. All right, and welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies. This is your host, Felicia DeRoser, my daughter and co-host, Mariah, my son and co-host, Josh, and our special guest, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna finish up our Bible study here, uh, and then uh, we're I, I can't wait to hear a little bit about Michelle's testimony, and I'll talk a little bit more about who she is and how awesome she is before we do that. Um, I wanted to make the point that First John four eight says God is love, and we hear that all the time, right? 
We even hear that all the time from people who aren't Christians, right? That, and they usually say that to try to correct us. Well, God is love. So, you know, all love is good or whatever, okay? So I wanted to make the point that God doesn't have love or give love. He isn't just the embodiment of what we think of love. Like, God defines love at its deepest level. Without God, love lacks an identity of its own. Like, when we say God is love, like, really love doesn't, it, it, it lacks definition or boundaries or borders without God. God is the thing that defines love, if that makes sense, okay? Um, so mm-hmm. where, wherever my perspective of um, what love is varies from what God's perspective is, who's wrong? You. I mean, every time, right? Um, so um, encountering God's love creates that division in our lives, like the dates on our calendar. There's that whole before Christ, and there's after him. We are never the same once we encounter his amazing love. We are accepted, secured, loved, and adopted. We belong. Um, there is what we once were, but God stepped in to change our eternal destiny, We were lost, but God says that we're found in him. We were enemies, but God made us friends. We were weak and powerless, but God restores us daily. Um, So we just invite you to consider the but God time in your life. Where did God intersect your life and change you for the better? Um, The spiritual truth of God's love is unseen, but it manifests itself in the seen through our changed lives. And that's where we get to talk about personal testimonies. Um, so Michelle, Michelle's my uh-huh. friend, and I love Michelle. I've known her for years and years and years. She moved away from me, and I was so sad. How rude. Oh. I know, right? She moved to California. <laughs> <laughs> she moved to California. To California? California got a good one. Oh. Well, all right. You know, it's pretty out there. They get a lot of good ones. So um, she moved to California a while ago. Um, but she is a, a wonderful wife, beautiful mom. She has three kids. Um, she homeschools, um, and she is beloved of Jesus. And uh, his life has impacted her. And one of the things that's so marvelous is when you have friends and that you're separated from time, but the daily reminder you get of your friendship is when you guys are interacting online over distances, and they just continue to glorify Jesus with their life and with their words. And that's, like, Michelle is that sunshine spot for me. Like, every day she's got something powerful to say about God, and she's, and she's pointing people back to Jesus. So I wanted to open up and give her an opportunity to talk about how God's love has impacted her life. Um, maybe she'll bless us with a little bit of story of Michelle B.C. and, and A.D. Um, so go ahead and take it away, girlfriend. All right. Um, well, I have a scripture that I prepared because this one um, kind of tells me my story. It said, this saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. That's First Timothy 1.15. And uh, I totally can relate to that verse. Um, and I, I've always felt like if I was able to be saved, then anyone can come to Christ. You can't say someone is too far gone for them to come to the Lord. And I just hope my testimony is encouraging to somebody out there today. Um, So I was raised in a non-religious house. 
my mom, she was a non-practicing Roman Catholic, and my dad was just agnostic. He just believed that something was out there, but he didn't have a worship system. Um, but when I was a kid, they sent me to Catholic school because they wanted me to get a good education. And when I was there, I got indoctrinated into Catholicism, and I got baptized when I was seven years old. And then I went on to receive the holy sacraments, of communion and reconciliation. And then later I went on to Catholic high school, and it was actually there that I read my Bible for the very first time my freshman year. And then I really started to question uh, some of the doctrines that they taught in the Catholic Church. And they didn't line up with what I was reading in the scriptures. So I learned in high school about the history of Christianity and the church. And at the time, I was really horrified by some of the atrocities that were committed in the name of religion and in the church's name, like the Crusades and the witch trials. But because of that, I actually started to lose my faith. I started to walk away from my faith. And I think it was because I didn't, I didn't separate the Catholic Church from true faith in the Lord. So I thought, if the church okay. is this messed up, then it must be him too, right? <laughs> right, right. So, so a lot of people make that, that jump. <laughs> mm-hmm. So going on into college, I started looking at different religions, and I became interested in the occult. So I started getting interested in it by just, you know, astrology, horoscopes, and tarot cards. But eventually I got involved in witchcraft, Wicca. Um, And I also joined a coven of witches. And And, can uh, you um, explain? So I I am uh, actually oddly familiar with all that sort of thing because um, Mm -hmm. you're not the only person I know who's gone that route. Um, mm-hmm. um, I have I have several friends actually who have gone that route before, um, but could you expand mm-hmm. just a little bit and, and um, uh, tell us a little bit about Wicca, what their basic fundamental beliefs were, and what a coven is? Because I know what a coven is, but I don't know if everybody does. Mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, Wicca is a goddess-based worship. And it's pantheistic, so they believe in um, groups of gods, polytheistic. So they don't just necessarily believe in or worship one god. There's multiple gods. And the main point, though, I, at least in the way that I went, was the goddess. And she was also threefold. So there was the maiden, the um, mother, and the crone, which were like the three parts of the goddess because... Uh, imitating God. <laughs> right, um, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. And then basically we would go through our year and celebrate rituals like uh, around the seasons of the year, you know, spring, summer, fall, winter, and full moon rituals because the moon represented the goddess. So we would have rituals. I would have rituals with my coven every full moon to celebrate the goddess. So the coven was just basically a group of witches, and we would perform our rituals together, which basically involved, like, chants, uh, different chants that we would do. We would call the four corners and uh, evoke the goddess. Uh, It was, yeah. (laughs) Now that I think back on it, I'm like, it's kind of silly, but 
<laughs> well, I, guess I, I mean, I think the... we, we come from we come from a place of of having the truth of God right now, but to a lot of people, it's it's not silly. It's 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 where they're deceived and where they're living at right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's okay to be like, hey, this is this is where it was, right? So mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. go ahead, keep telling your story. How does how does God reach Michelle in this place? Okay, so. <clears throat> When I was practicing Wicca, I, I actually had uh, several demonic experiences that scared the fuck off of me. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I got attacked by a demon in my sleep one time, and I believe that it was the Lord that saved me because I was sound asleep, and I heard a voice that was not my own. It was actually male, yelled, wake up, like really loud. And I jumped, and I was like wide awake. And it was probably about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I looked over, and there was a sleepy-looking woman standing next to my bed. And then the next thing I knew, I was pinned to my bed. And um, the only thing – I couldn't talk. I had that para- paralysis going on. And the only thing I yeah. said in my head was, like, help me. I just screamed out, help me. And, um, like, a blue light came in from my window and swirled above me and then dashed out. And then the pressure was released, and I was okay. <laughs> I was like, Okay. That's a powerful so, experience. Yeah, that really scared me. Um, and and it was because I had kind of screwed up on a ritual that night before. So I kind of left uh-huh. myself wide open. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I believe, yeah. yeah. So you would think that that would have made me change right away, but it didn't. But um, <clears throat> it it kind of made me go, okay, if demons are real, then that means angels are real. And if angels are real, that means God's real. <laughs> right. 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 But also at this time, my best friend, April, she became a believer. And every time I'd go see her, she would make it happen so that it would be like a Sunday or a Wednesday, and she'd bring me to church with her. <laughs> Good for her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And she would debate me like hard, and she'd ask me about how I, what I believed in Wicca, and but more importantly than anything else, she prayed for me, and she had like groups of people praying for me. And then, um, right. And then my parents got divorced, and I was basically going to be homeless. So I ended up moving in with this guy that I'd only been dating for a few months, but he offered me a place to live, so I took it. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it wasn't a great choice, but it is what it is. And then I got pregnant with my oldest daughter. We weren't married yet, but I got pregnant. And so we got married, and during my pregnancy, I really started to question my Wiccan beliefs. And I feel like it was during this time that God really started to pursue me. Like, I felt like he was like a hunting dog, like chasing me down, if that makes sense. (laughs) Like, it was just, um, I would hear in my head, like, is that how you want to raise your child, you know, about Wicca? Like, is this how you want to raise her? And, um, And it was weird because it felt like every time I turned the TV on, it would have, like, Billy Graham would be talking or there would be, like, humanity about... Or it would be like a documentary about the life of Jesus. And <laughs> I was right. like, okay, this is weird. 
And then while I was pregnant with her, I know, right? (laughs) And then while I was pregnant with her, that movie, The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson came out. So I went and saw that movie when I was seven months pregnant with my daughter. (laughs) Wow. And that movie, wow. I, I like, I ugly cried for like an hour while that movie was playing. And I think really, yeah, it really, it really, really helped me understand the sacrifice that the Lord made for me. Like, wow, he did that for me, for my sins. So I actually went on a sabbatical from my coven after I had my baby and I never really went back. Um, taking the year off, I kind of, you know, got out of the habit of it, and I just never really returned. <clears throat> and then, mm-hmm. then my husband and I moved to Las Vegas. Las Vegas. <laughs> woo! And, uh, woo woo! Because of all the respect for God to intersect your life is Las Vegas, right? I know. People always love that part of the story. They're like, he moved you to Sin City to save you. <laughs> So we moved to Las Vegas to get kind of a new start, and I freaked out because I'd never been that far away from my family and my friends, and I was feeling very lonely. Uh, so I actually started looking for a church, uh, not a Kevin, a church, and I just wanted to find some friends and, like, somewhere to belong. And then after a couple of misses, I found Cornerstone Church, and that one just felt right. Like, I, ah. This is it. And it was about New Year's when, I think it was around New Year's when I first started attending. And then on Valentine's Day, Pastor Greg did an altar call, and I gave my life to the Lord. So I was saved in Sin City. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very appropriate time for you to uh, respond to God's love is Valentine's Day. Valentine. <laughs> that is so sweet. He is your eternal Valentine, isn't he? Mhm, definitely. And so That's incredible. after that, yeah. So, and I mean, Cornerstone was such a great church to become a believer in. Like, he did the Lord just mm-hmm. used Pastor Greg and that church to like put me on the fast track to learn solid doctrine and you know get a good strong basis for my belief and I was super on fire for the yeah I read the whole bible in less than six months right after I was saved and I learned that was when I first learned that I could pray directly to God that I didn't need to pray to a virgin Mary or intercede with saints or anything like that I was like wow I can talk to God directly I totally didn't know that you know (laughs) I don't have to talk to the priest I can talk to the Lord and that was just an amazing revelation to me. And I didn't have to be afraid of losing my salvation or being sent to purgatory because I had some unconfessed sin. Um, I don't know if people know what purgatory is, but it's a Catholic teaching that it's kind of like a midway point between heaven and hell. So if you're a believer, but you have unconfessed sin, you go to this place called purgatory to work out your sin until you're purified of it, and then you can move on to heaven. Totally not biblical. Right, right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's nowhere in there. No. But it used to scare me. <laughs> like, I bet. I was like, what if I get... Yeah. Like, it was a scary concept. I didn't like that one. 
<laughs> but it was it's, very freeing. Like, I just confess my sins to the Lord and he'll forgive me. And then, right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know what I love? That the Bible says mm-hmm. about that is not that he's just gracious and merciful to forgive your sins, but that he's righteous and just to forgive your sins because um, mm-hmm. now we're in covenant with him. And because we're in covenant with him, he promised to do so. And it would be wrong of him not to. So we can fully expect it. It's a contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're in that. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but a few months after I became a believer, my husband told me that he didn't like who I'd become. And he actually asked me to choose between him and he asked me to choose between him and Jesus. So, of course, I chose Jesus. And uh, six weeks later, because we were in Vegas, we were divorced. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Uh, that, that, that's a sacrifice there. That's a sacrifice mm-hmm. there. But I, I have yeah. faced similar situations, but that's tough. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, Shortly after the divorce happened, um, my daughter, who was three at the time, she got really sick with an upper respiratory infection, and she had to have these breathing treatments every two hours or every three hours. And so I ended up taking like two weeks off of work, and I lost my job because I missed so much work. So I couldn't pay our mortgage, and our house got foreclosed. Um, Wow. But throughout all of this period, I always knew that God loved me and that he'd provide for me and my family. And I really mm-hmm. felt like God was just stripping me of all of my worldly goods to teach me to depend on him and him alone for my daily bread and to draw me closer to him. He's like, you don't need your job. You don't need your house. You don't need your husband. You just need me. <laughs> so it was kind of a hard lesson, but it, it was a good lesson. And um, so because we lost our house, um, I ended up moving back to California, where I was from, with my mom, Mm -hmm. and my dad found us a house here. And then the day after we moved back, I I wrote in here, I said, my church friends in Vegas acted like we were moving to Sodom and Gomorrah. (laughs) Which is kind of funny, because everyone... We live in Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I was kind of like moving from Sodom to Gomorrah, right? <laughs> right. Like maybe it's one really neighboring bad. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you moved from back with your mom. Yep. <laughs> But uh, you also acted, you also said we're sending you on a mission to save California. <laughs> See, that's I'm it. trying. I'm trying. Working on it. Working on it. So tell me what God's done with your life since you've been back there, because some amazing things have happened, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely, God has definitely done a lot of things in my life since I've gotten back. Um, and I was actually really happy to be home because I was close to my family again. And I've always been sure. really close with them, so to be able to see them. And then, you know, 
I found a new church like the day after we moved in when I was jet lagged from driving for 10 hours. We actually found our new church like the very next day, Grace, where I was, I went there for 14 years. <laughs> wow. And then um, through my church connections, I got a new job at the Safeway offices and I got a full-time possession there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I can't hear me. Hold on. <laughs> hey, you guys, quiet. What? <laughs> <laughs> so we have a busy house over there, right? And that's what? because Sorry. God brought some, that I said we have a busy household over there because God brought some new life to your family. What What happened there? Oh, yes. The next part of my story. So um, <clears throat> I uh, I felt like the Lord said, okay, now it's okay to start looking for a godly husband. So um, I actually signed up for a free trial of Christian Cafe. And the day that I signed up for it, or like just even a couple of hours later, I got an email from my husband, Scott. <laughs> Or who would That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I never even had to pay for Christian Cafe. I just, you know, got the free trial and I got my husband and I ran. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we met and we hit it off and we got married just about a year after that. Okay. Um, uh, shortly after, right, very shortly after we got married, I got pregnant. And we were super duper excited, but um, when I went to the doctors, there wasn't a heartbeat, so the baby hadn't like survived. And I ended up having a DNC procedure to remove the pregnancy. <clears throat> yeah, it actually caused some, it actually caused some damage to my uterus. I got scar tissue. Right, and then. Right after that, I actually got pregnant again, but then again, there wasn't a heartbeat. So mm-hmm. and the thing that really got me was I had a good friend that had a baby boy right right when I had lost yeah. my second pregnancy. And the, she named her child Daniel Edward, was what, which was what the name I had in my head for this child. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. And um, worship that day was they were singing, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking about, <laughs> but uh, right. <clears throat> I ended up having surgery to repair the scar tissue, and then almost I want to say like a month after I had the surgery, I got I um went to a fertility doctor, and he showed me the mm-hmm. ultrasound that had my son's heartbeat. So that was like he was like, "You are the easiest patient I've ever had." <laughs> That is that was already, and there was a heartbeat. <laughs> it was like woo already. So that was already my son, Jonathan. Yeah. So right after that, I was pregnant with my son, and then almost exactly two years after we had our son, we were blessed with our daughter. And I have a really cool story about how Madeline came about because I totally thought I was going to be a two kids and done person. Like I never really thought I wanted more than two kids. But right. I had this dream. 
I was holding a baby girl, and I was showing her to my dad, and I said, this is Madeline. And then I woke up, and I was like, what? Well, <laughs> and then a month later, I got <laughs> pregnant with her. I felt like, yeah, well, her name's Madeline. I mean, we tried to throw around some other names, but I feel like the Lord named her Madeline. <laughs> so that's her name. <laughs> that is fabulous. I love it. I, I think you yeah. truly have that story where, like, you can see, you know, things being taken away, but you've learned to depend on God and he just, it was really just his love that rescued you and has sustained you through some really hard times. Um, and and yeah. God doesn't promise that it will be easy, but he promises we won't be alone. Um, yeah. And that's the best promise we can have. So uh, mm-hmm. can you believe, remember when we first started and I said 27 minutes is shorter than you think? We're already ready for ah. commercial break. Wait, but oh, wow. before that, okay. <laughs> we need... A Bible joke. A Bible joke. Okay. Okay. Cross is going to tell a Bible joke first. <laughs> okay. How did Lot's wife feel about leaving her home? I know the answer, so I'm not going to shout it out. She felt a little salty. She did feel a little salty, didn't she? <laughs> and now that my son has assaulted my sense of humor, I'm going to go ahead and cut uh, the break. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. We all know that times are tough. And things are really expensive right now. So why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high-quality products at low, low prices, sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through Marty.com. Marty.com offers high-quality products at discount prices. Why? Well, sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find Marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off, and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light and to save some money in your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out Marty.com. Earthing, also known as grounding, is the act of touching our body's skin directly to the earth, just like our ancestors did as they slept, sat, and walked on the ground nearly every day of their lives. This simple connection allows Earth's natural negative electrons to enter the human body, pacifying dangerous free radicals, which, if left unchecked, can cause severe damage to cells that can lead to many chronic diseases. Ground Therapy's patented process and suite of products were designed for you to experience all the benefits of grounding in your busy and modern lifestyle. And you'll experience the benefits of grounding within the safety and comfort of your home or office throughout the entire day, just as if you were touching the earth itself. 
The information is provided for general informational purposes only. The contents are not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Ground Therapy Incorporated makes no representations about the efficiency, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained in or available through the information provided. Did you know that every time you swipe your debit card, those behind-the-scenes transaction fees make the big banks even richer? In 2016 alone, these fees added up to $60 billion. Yes, that's billion with a B. Well, what if there was a way to have the convenience of a debit card, but reroute those fees from the banksters to organizations actually doing good in the world? Organizations that protect the environment or feed hungry children? What if your swipes could literally change the world? Well, Groundswell SPC has found a way to do just that. We've designed a Visa debit card program that shares transaction fees with your favorite cause. Groundswell partners with nonprofit organizations that promote the card to their supporters. Their supporters then use the card to power the mission of the nonprofit. It's a win-win-win for everyone, except the big banks, of course. Groundswell is about to launch its first cards into market, and we're inviting you to be part of this movement as an investor in the company. Go to WeFunder.com backslash Groundswell card to learn more. Set up a free WeFunder account and invest in Groundswell today and get your money on mission. And welcome back to Dynamic Word Bible Studies for our third and final segment today. This is your host, Felicia DeRozier, my daughter and co-host. Mariah. My son and co-host. Cross. Oh, and we just heard the most amazing testimony. Was that the most amazing testimony it ever? It was so cool. And Mariah, and Mariah missed the demonic part. Oh, well, my gosh. You're going to have to go back and, and, and hear the part that you missed. But my friend Michelle Vines just shared her testimony, and it was truly it's- powerful. I'm so thankful. Like, because uh, I was praying over, like, who to invite, and the, and the Lord was like, this is, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so excited, and I'm so glad that we had an opportunity to hear your story. You had something else you wanted to share from the Bible um, that related to your story. What was that? I recently reread the story of the evil king of Israel, Manasseh, and um, he worshipped idols, and he practiced sorcery, and he even sacrificed his own children in the fire. And eventually he was taken into captivity because of his heinous sins against the Lord. But while he was in captivity, he repented and he turned to the Lord to save him. And God did. God restored his kingdom. Mm -hmm. And then um, Manasseh. Manasseh, was that Hezekiah's son? Uh, I think No. Like one of the most. Yeah, I think it might have been. I think he might Hezekiah have been Hezekiah. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. I'd have to look it up again. But he was like one of the most evil kings of the, not as bad as Ahab maybe, but pretty bad. But um, anyways, the Lord saved him and he restored the kingdom to him. And when Manasseh came back, he tore down the shrines that he built to idols and he told the people of Israel to worship the one true God. So I feel like that story, I can relate to it. I never, you know, sacrificed my children in the fire or anything like that, but I used to worship idols and I had completely turned away from God. But when I turned back to him, he welcomed, he welcomed me back with open arms. He restored my kingdom. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he, 
built it on the foundation of Christ. Like mm-hmm. took everything Amen. down that wasn't built on him and rebuilt it on the foundation of Christ. Beautiful mm-hmm. story. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Praise God for your testimony. Thank you. So oh, thanks. This is you. Mm-hmm. This is usually the time that we open up for callers. I'm going to give out the guest call-in number. I don't know if we have anybody who's going to call in, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out mm-hmm. there, and then we'll do some Q&A. Um, so the guest call-in number today, 319-527-6208. That's 319-527-6208. Make sure you press 1, and that will put you in the green room in the holding area. Uh, you'll be able to hear us, and then we'll put you in if you call in. We are waiting. Uh, I don't really have access to chat today. So if you want to ask questions, you're going to have to give that number a call, 319-527-6208. So let's talk about our Bible study questions. Um, First of all, what does it mean to find joy in God's presence? Can it be tempting to be dissatisfied uh, because of other less important things like being acknowledged by men, ministry opportunities, or spiritual gifts? Mm -hmm. Anybody want to? with that? Sorry, I'm trying to read the uh, question again because that was... That was the long one. So let's start with, like, what does it mean to find joy in God's presence? I think that's to, you know, to feel content in the Lord no matter what our circumstances are. So even right. when we're in the valley of the death, we are still content because we are with the Lord. And we'll know, I know who right. gets through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing I I think of is, like, think about, like, when someone you love is gone for a while. Maybe they're on a long trip. Mariah was gone to Central Asia for three months, months, and she was in Colorado for three months before that. She was gone from my house for six months, which was entirely too long. Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember how my heart just longed to be with her when it was time Mm -hmm. for her to come home, and I hope your heart longed to be with us. Not on the first day. The first day, that was rough. Yeah, the first day was hard. But but after that, it was like, I'm never leaving again. Um, but you have this longing for someone who's been gone for a while. And mm-hmm. and I feel like it's that, that longing to be in God's presence, just to be with him. Um, mm-hmm. just, just to be in, in prayer time, not as a obligation or because the Bible says to, but because you get to hang out with God, um, you know. So that's that's what finding joy in God's presence is to me. And, and admittedly, it's hard. I'm a little on the ADHD side. Uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it can be hard to be still and know. That's my least favorite verse. Be still and know. <laughs> it starts with be still. Can I, can I bounce the leg up while I be still? <laughs> right. Walk around. Um, so uh, a good example of the verse is. Uh, sometimes our dog, he's a little bit biased. Uh, I'm not going to jerk quote that. He is a little biased. Uh, biased? Does he have favorites? Yes. <laughs> you are definitely his favorite. Then probably Jad, then Mariah, then Caitlin, then me. Definitely his least favorite. But so, but sometimes uh, he'll come to you guys if he wants so much attention. But sometimes if I'm sitting alone on a couch, he'll come to me if he just wants to be in my presence. He doesn't want me to pet him or anything. He just wants to be in my presence. Right. To, to, to side note, we have a very needy dog. Yep. We, we rescued a, a street pit bull. And, um, <laughs> and pit bulls as a breed need humans on a level that is 
probably a little mind boggling. Um, Someone needs to touch me all day, all the time. There's not a time where he doesn't want someone to touch him somewhere, and preferably two people, one on each end. Like that's just it. Um, so yes, actually, that's that's actually a really good word because I remember there was one point where they were talking about being in God's presence, and the word that was used there was actually like a dog chasing after its master. Right. Um, so that's literally mm-hmm. actually a biblical application that you just came up with there, bro, um, that we're supposed to be the dog chasing after its master, just just longing to be in his presence, just wanting to, can you just touch me today? Can you just be mm-hmm. with me? Like, you don't have to do anything, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Can I be a squirrel mm-hmm. instead of a dog? Squirrels are neat. Yeah, yeah but, mm-hmm. but squirrels don't care about being in humans' presence. I think Unless they have nuts. Are you nuts? That was even worse than your salt joke. <laughs> it was. It gets, it gets worse and worse. But the jokes are free, folks. You don't pay for those. So. Uh. <laughs> and this, this morning I woke up and I head to that song where it's, um, oh, I just had it in my head. So it's, um, <laughs> little devil. uh, I'm caught up in your presence. Jesus, you don't owe me anything. Um, I never want to end this holy moment. I just want you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's kind of what we do for Sabbath day. It's like, it, it's mm-hmm. it's my Jesus date. Right. Where I don't have to really do anything. I go a little extra sometimes and get froyo or um, just go for a drive. And that's that's just me being extra. But, like, it's just that Jesus date where I am intently having quality time mm-hmm. with him. And it's uninterrupted. But we're intended to mm-hmm. feel in that place all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And and it really makes the things of this world seem smaller, and us and it helps mm-hmm. us along for heaven. Um, yeah. What is it? What do we we say that the unseen is manifested in the seen? God's invisible mm-hmm. love being revealed in our change. Uh, also, uh, something to add in the other question. Uh, uh, last Sunday. Uh, I actually uh, started pulling up weeds for my grandpa, and then this Sunday I'm going to mm-hmm. go help him set up a Christmas tree. So uh, mm. it's becoming like a habit to just uh, work for him on Sundays, and uh, mm-hmm. like it, it's not really like hard, hard labor, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. usually he has me clean up his dog's poop and uh, pull up the weeds in the garden. I feel like uh, he doesn't come outside that often, which is why, and uh, he has a bad back, so that's why he usually asks me to do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's really, like, where I can get my alone time with God, because he doesn't come out all that often, so I can just be alone with God outside and just take in his creation. Mm -hmm. Do you know there was a whole book written by, I don't, gosh, I feel horrible, there was a monk. The monk! The monk, and his job was to wash dishes in the monastery, and he felt really kind of bad because that's all he did was wash dishes in the monastery but he mm-hmm. i mean monasteries are pretty big that's a lot of dishes you know yeah <laughs> a, lot of dishes a lot of dishes um and and he learned to practice the, I, I believe it was called practicing the presence of god um and he mm-hmm. learned that as he was washing dishes that he was doing it unto the lord and that he could be in god's presence that washing dishes for him became his form of worship um, because he's just uh, practicing being in God's brother Lawrence, I believe was that was that his name? Uh, I think? Yeah, and I believe he just 
Lauren? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yeah. Oh, I hate this. Yes. I need to remember that one. <laughs> Girl. Same. Girl. Dude, this is <laughs> you don't even do dishes. Okay, you know. That's how much she hates it. I, I, I do. That's, that's one of the chores I get to find like, out to everybody else because like, I just cannot. Food on the plate. <laughs> Does not make no. you have it with her. No, there's something about the smell. I can't do it. When I do dishes, I do it differently than the kids do. I, I have to do it as a process throughout the day because <laughs> the, old, the old food gets mm-hmm. to me. So, um, yes, yeah, so how does so how does God's love um, and his presence and practicing his presence uh, change our life? I mean, sometimes it doesn't change the practical aspects, although for, for Michelle, mm-hmm. right, in your testimony, it certainly did. Um, but sometimes... Mm-hmm. We're still stuck in the mundaneness of, of everyday doing things. But yeah. being in God's presence powerfully impacts the way we do it, the motivation by which we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it turns mm-hmm. every act into a potential to do something unto the Lord as an act of worship for him. Like mm-hmm. every moment of every day can live for Jesus intentionally. And that's super cool, mm-hmm. right? It is. Yep. I can ask, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Then real quick. <laughs> with me, it's kind of like no, no, Jesus is like my friend walking along with me, and I have kind of a running conversation with him. And I mean, sometimes I'll yeah. forget to talk to him, so I feel bad. But you know, a lot of times it'll be like something nice will happen, and I'll feel like I know you did that for me, God. That was a God wink, right? Or if something's hard, I'll just be like, Lord, help me get through this moment right now. So it's like he's there with me in my ha- in my highs and my lows, and I just, like, bring it to him in, like, little snippet conversations here and there throughout my day. That's that, that whole um, praying that, we, that uh, Paul talked about earlier in this book, right, that he's praying continually. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. running conversation, a mention. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when it's the when it's kind of like when um, you're a newlywed couple, because I saw my uh, my friend do this. He um, well, he was engaged, but anyway, um, he had his his headphones on, and he was fixing my car, and all of a sudden he just like pop into conversation, and he wasn't talking to me. I'm like, who the heck are you talking to? It's like, oh, my fiance mm-hmm. is on the phone. And um, he would just, like, he would stop talking for a minute. And it wasn't because she was saying anything. It was just. He had a focus. It, he had a focus on the car. You know, he had a job to do. But every now and then he'd make a joke and just, like, it was an ongoing conversation. But they were staying connected on the mm-hmm. phone and just wanting mm-hmm. to be together mm-hmm. all day. And it was, like, even at work, he's like, hey, babe, what you doing? And he's, like, a strong mechanic. And it was really funny. It was just like, babe, excuse you, sir. And he's like, no, 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 not you. Shut up. And then he would just keep going with his work. But, yeah. And, and we can have that kind of connection with the Lord because when we come to mm-hmm. Jesus, uh, the, the gift of the Holy Spirit uh, comes to us and, and dwells in us. So we're literally, maybe we don't always acknowledge it, but, but we are in the presence of the Lord all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and so we can even sit in the silence and, and God's always acknowledging our presence with him in the Holy Spirit. Uh, but then the times when we're acknowledging it, where we're aware of his presence, 
um, is really where that sweet spot in our in our relationship with Jesus is. Let me uh, give mm-hmm. out that guest call out call in number one more time, just in case we can grab a caller. Okay. We've got ten more minutes. So, okay. Come play with us. It's 319-527-6208. That's 319-527-6208. Don't forget to press the number one. That way you're not just listening. But uh, it'll give me a little icon on there that looks like a little hand raised, and that means that I know that you want to come in and talk to us and play with us. (laughs) Um, Is it hard for us us to accept God's unconditional love, guys? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, why? <laughs> because I didn't earn it and I don't deserve it. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. It really annoys me when people say, "You deserve this. You deserve this." Mm. It's like, no, I don't. I deserve death. I deserve death. I deserve death and hell. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think you are to think you deserve the entire world? No. <laughs> I'm really harsh with myself and with other people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> so when God's like, here, have have my love, be a co-heir with Christ, have authority in my world. It's like, no. <laughs> I didn't get the payment. Like my payment yeah. for it is not good enough for your right. standards. I'm a verb. <laughs> so, uh, no, 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 but did y'all hear that? Is, yes. is, is my payment for your sin not good enough for your standards? Right. Like, well, oh. uh-huh. harsh, yeah. isn't it? Hmm. This is actually mm-hmm. hard for me because uh, one time mom asked me to do a chore that barely took mm-hmm. me 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Apparently the garbage bin fell over, and it was a windy day, so there's garbage splattered everywhere, but it wasn't oh, a no. lot. So I went around the front yard, cleaned it all up, and she's like, I'll get you Pringles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, I didn't know what to say, because on the one hand, I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's not a hard job. But on the other hand, I'm like, but well, there's Pringles, Pringles involved. But there's Pringles involved, so I'm not stopping you. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't feel like Pringles. But, you know, they're so tasty, I'm just like, mm, but they're still tasty, though. Yes, but it also pleases me to bless my son, right? That's, yeah. that's how mm-hmm. that works. Um, mm-hmm. I know, for me, I, I have a tendency to try to find ways in my mind to reconcile, like, that, that maybe there was a reason that God did what he did for me, other than just he loves me, like, maybe I deserved it somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We come to such a place of peace when we find our our worth and our value and our identity in Christ instead of trying to find it in what we've done. Um, because mm-hmm. no matter what, even on my best day, I fall so far short of what I should be. <laughs> so yeah. I have to keep coming to that place where I go, um, you know, it, it really what, whatever I had to give wasn't really enough to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's just a hard place to be. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, it doesn't have to be because he was enough and he took mm-hmm. care of it. He's like, I got you, you know, and mm-hmm. um, Michelle, what did you, what do you think? Do you feel like it's ever hard to accept God's unconditional love? Yeah, sometimes, you know, especially when, uh, like I mess up or 
I fall back into like an old habit. It's like, oh, I did it again, God. <laughs> it's like, how? How do you right. deal with me? I'm such a. I feel like such a. I'm such a pain. How come you still like me? You know. <laughs> right. And he's just like, because I do. <laughs> you know. So it's like, okay. Right. Right, and and you honestly, need, like the consequences of it, like okay, Lord, I accept it, but it's it's never that it was gone. It was just I have to accept it, even if I don't feel it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And we're and we're powerless to change our situation without it. So, you know, we we do mm-hmm. have time and time again where we keep falling short, you know, and He keeps lifting mm-hmm. us up, and He promises mm-hmm. to keep lifting us up, and and that's that's the beauty of it all. Um, mm-hmm. So consider the treasure in the field. Are there things that God is calling you to lay down in, in order to obtain a more solid relationship with Him? I don't want to answer that. No. <laughs> I don't even want to consider that. <laughs> no, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> How rude. <laughs> okay, well, you can keep that answer to yourself, I guess. <laughs> um. <laughs> My son is growling at me. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I, I really think, um, I, I think for me, it's uh, laying down my own priorities on my time. Mm-hmm. Right? There's all mm-hmm. these things that I think I need to do that I think are important, and I need to be asking God, what do you think I need to do, and what do you think is important? Because I need to lay down what I think for what you think. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Did I? Mm-hmm. From like ma uh, to mama to mommy to mom to bruh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Kaylin called you homie the other day. She did. She called me homie. Like, where did you guys get this? <laughs> I know. Uh, the girls are playing a cult. <laughs> the homie bruh cult. cult. I don't know. <laughs> um, and how about, uh, how does the truth that God gave everything to love you impact how you received his love? I want to hear Michelle's answer. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, it's it's really uh, humbling when I, when I really, you know, think about it. Sometimes it, like, makes me cry because I'm just like, I can't believe that God, the creator of the universe and the sustainer and this all-powerful almighty God was willing to, like, sacrifice himself for me, like, that just kills me every time I really think about it, <laughs> you know? It's just like, okay, here I am complete, like, I'm like an ant or even less, like, why why would you do that for me? But at the same time, I'm, like, overwhelmed by gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like, he's you, yeah. not, not mm-hmm. the same as you see you. Like, our perspective mm-hmm. of God when it's right, of course, is his holiness and his greatness and his power and glory. Um, but the Bible mm-hmm. says his perspective of us is his daily delight, um, mm-hmm. that he longed to be with us, and that's why he loved us. Like, literally, um, probably the most powerful truth that I ever get from the Bible is that um, that God could have lived without us, but he'd rather die than live without us. And that's mm-hmm. just an incredible, incredible thing that that gods mm-hmm. don't die. So mm-hmm. his son had to die to give up a lot of the the 
power and glory that goes along with being God to become a man so that he could die so that we could be with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible when you put it in those terms. And now we've lost mm-hmm. Mariah because she's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I just can't now. Are you okay, kid? <laughs> you can do it. We've got like two more minutes. <laughs> it's, it's an overwhelming and overpowering thought that, it, that, that we were the treasure that he gave mm-hmm. everything for. That treasure in the field, mm-hmm. he paid the price. Um, and that price was whatever you'd have to pay for the entire world. Because what we mm-hmm. see as a little ant is a priceless treasure, and there mm-hmm. wasn't a price too big put on us. Yeah, and I think that we've now re- rendered Mariah. She can't talk now. She's sniffing. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to share before we went? We've got about a minute before we're out, Michelle. Oh, that just is making me think of that when him amazing love. How could it be that? You would die for me. And it just kind of mm-hmm. comes down to that for me. Yeah. <laughs> it does. And that's why worship is so special because it's the one opportunity that we have to um, express back to God the power and the beauty of everything that he's given to us through his sacrifice and his mm-hmm. reestablishing a covenant with us because uh, mm-hmm. we were lost and out of connection with him and he gave it all just to be in relationship with us. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that my biggest challenge is always not to ignore that sacrifice and not to let it pass. Not one single day, not one hour, not mm-hmm. one minute without me acknowledging the amazing presence of God that is only possible because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, with yeah. all that being said, mm-hmm. we are officially out of time. So we're going to sign up for this week. Uh, next week we're going to come back and we're going to be talking about living as Christ, uh, which is going to be amazing. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Bye.